Hi, my name is Theo, and you are listening to Between Two Trains. We bring you the best and brightest entrepreneurs in the North DeKalb area on the 1st and 15th of every month. Today, your co-hosts are Van Pappas and Eric Most. And now, Between Two Trains. Welcome to another episode of Between Two Trains. We come to you on the 1st and the 15th of every month. My name is Van Pappas, your friendly financial planner. And I'm Eric Most, your better business banker. And I'm doing good, Eric. Today we have taken a departure into something a little different. Um, We've invited Andrew Greenberg, who is part of the DeKalb Entertainment Commission. Is that correct? Yeah, I actually chair the DeKalb Entertainment Commission. We started this a few years ago. I love the idea that I'm part of something now completely different, but it's actually pretty classic economic development. It's creating a lot of jobs in the county and obviously around the state. We talk about Georgia being this multi-billion dollar film capital now, and there's a lot happening in DeKalb, happening in Shambly, and the Entertainment Commission's been a big part of bringing that here. Well, we'll talk about the Entertainment Commission in a second, but tell us a little bit about your background, because obviously that's not the only thing you do, right? I wish. I <laughs> wish. I'm also the Executive Director of the Georgia Game Developers Association. I'm the Commissioner for the Georgia Esports League. I have a company called Holistic Design Incorporated that makes video games. We license a lot of our stuff out to other people these days and promote our works. And uh, yes, we now have the um, N2 Esports League to get kids into esports safely. So uh, we already have great esports opportunities in Georgia for professionals, for college students, for high school students. They can letter in esports. So we started the league for 10 to 16 year olds to get them uh, enjoying esports as well. And a few other things. But those are. All right. So I got to ask because I got a 13 year old and he. Is Has he already made half a million dollars? No, he is not. Next week. <laughs> and and I try to tell him that, you know, not everyone that's playing video games is making millions of dollars. I mean, tell us a little bit about, I mean, what, you know, what is the deal with these kids, you know, making tons of money sure. playing video games? And your 13-year-old knows the stories. I mean, there's a 13-year-old who won a half a million dollars right. or more in the last Fortnite series uh, this year. Uh, no, last year. Uh, we had a uh, 17-year-old win something like $3 million in the same tournament. Oh, really? Here in yeah. Georgia, we've had tournaments where teenagers... But how many, how, many, how many kids are playing in these tournaments that one kid has done that? I mean, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the chances... I, as a financial planner, I look at the... the, the <laughs> you know, what's the chances of you spending hours and hours learning to perfect being this video gamer that you're going to actually win $3 million? Obviously, it's only one out of 1,000 right. who wins uh, that much. But there's so many different roles now to be played in esports, all of which have their own career track at this stage. So we think about the whole production side. You've got the audio person. You've got the shoutcasters who are acting as the announcers. You've got the camera people. You've got the hardware people setting up the game. Uh, you've got, obviously, the game designers who are creating games like Smite and Paladins here in Georgia for esports. You have the community managers. This was a position nobody even thought of more than 10, 15 years ago. It comes out of games, goes straight into esports, and now you see the Fortune 500s. We need community managers to make sure that our audiences don't hate us. Uh, you've got the coaches, you've got the trainers. We're working with Northside Health and Fitness. They've got a very strong esports program now, uh, esports uh, training regimens, health and fitness in general. Um, and just all the various areas you can think of, and then some are part of the esports ecosystem. So it's becoming this great business uh, community. We just had a great event 
down at the Gateway Arena. Sorry, it wasn't in Shambly, it's down at College Park. But 2,000 people show up to watch folks play Call of Duty. A million people watch it each day. It's a two-day event. So you got 2,000 people on site for two days. You've got a million people each day watching the live streams. You've got all this great content that comes out of it. All these uh, streamers who come down there reporting it as well. All this press, international esports press comes into Georgia. Uh, just a great opportunity. Does that have to be done like at a studio or can it be done anywhere? It's very interesting the uh, various levels at which this happens. So you've got these huge events that will take over the Cobb Energy Center. Momocon in May it takes over the World Congress Center and they're going to have these huge esports events. They just announced the college esports championships will be there. The National Association of College Esports will be doing their uh, actual championships here in Atlanta at wow. Momocon. Uh, but then you have things like Turner has their E-League, one of the very popular show, great live stream audience, some of the best televised esports you see, and they've got a nice studio. Even one of their basketball courts down at TVS has been converted into an esports facility. It's not a huge room. They don't want more than like 100 or something. It's very focused on the televised side of things. Sure. Uh, they don't even sell tickets to their events. It's usually an invite to be in the audience, uh, but they do a very good job with this very focused studio, incredibly te uh, great televised Esports. Just wait till they open up betting uh, into this so, and they fuse that. <laughs> uh, Vegas, we, I like, people are claiming that Atlanta is now the number one place for esports. I would like to believe that, but it really is still Vegas. And right. that is yeah. the reason because when they're doing esports in yeah. their casinos, you can bet on everything in the casino. So they sure. have a great stadium where people are out there yelling and screaming, then tons of other people are up in their rooms making bets, and they're betting on everything. The prop bets on esports are insane. But again, you got to be in the casino to do it. You can't be here in Georgia betting on esports. Well, maybe we need to, to change our laws. Well, I'm not going to get into the whole gambling side. Of Georgia <laughs> makes a lot of money on the gambling industry because we make the software, we make the hardware, but nobody plays it here. We don't have any of the downside right. of scientific games, AGS, uh, Aristocrat. We'll have great big studios here doing incredible projects. Love what they're doing, but uh, the hope's can't play there. And well, you got the lottery. Well, one of the things, though, that I think our legislator did do right, and this is where I want to segue into this topic, is the, the film credits. Yep. And so I know you're involved with the DeKalb Entertainment Commission. Y'all deal with all that. Can you talk a little bit? I mean, I'm pretty well versed on film credits, but probably most of our listeners have no idea what it is. Can you tell us a little most bit? Most people about probably think film credits is what rolls at the end of a at the end of the at the end of the film. <laughs> Produced by Van Poppel. Written but, by Van Poppel. Right. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I I think I'm not mistaken that that when that came into play in the mid 2000s, that really transformed Georgia to be the top place to produce films. Is that not right? It created an industry here. It has been incredible. I've, we talk in economic development. I serve on the DeKalb County Economic Development Authority. We talk about how economic development can stimulate a business or stimulate an industry. That tax credit completely created one and has served so many others. Uh, the classic example, you see the movies that are being shot here. So you know the actors coming in here, they're eating here, they're staying here, hotels are making money, restaurants are making money. Then we see the studios coming into existence. So suddenly this abandoned real estate that had no purpose, right. the Lakeside Fairgrounds is a perfect example, has suddenly become this amazing revenue-generating engine for that entire I mean, area. Just up the road from here, we have in Shambly the Third Rail Studios. Yeah, is... Dan Roosevelt was actually one of our board members, commission members for a while. They do a great job, amazing. 
Disney productions there. And, of course, Shambly's prospering. All these people are staying here, eating here. Well, and let's not forget, Shambly historically had a lot of antique dealers, and they're benefiting from the props. And they call themselves props now instead of antiques. most Most of the big, you know... Class A actors, actresses are flying in and out of PDK. That's right. PDK has done amazing. uh, Peachtree to Cab Airport has done amazing business as a result of the tax credit. But we think the the others is we don't think of. Classic example, I live in Tucker. We have Kofer Brothers, this lumber company that is saved essentially during the Great Recession because of the film industry. Openly says that and is now doing tremendous amount of work as a result. The lumber industry in Georgia, always a big part, is doing great work because of the film industry that's here. Uh, so the, the economic ripple effect goes out throughout the community. Another area that people may not be aware of is that video games are covered under the tax credit. So it's in the same statute. Well, I did not know that. It's in the same statute. It has some different restrictions. Whereas the film credit is unlimited, only $12.5 million a year can be given out in the game credits. But just like uh, the, it, the film industry blossomed from that credit, so did the game industry. We went from about eight studios around the entire state to now having more than 160. The game industry shows now uh, about an, over an $800 million economic impact and about $500 million of that is a direct spend on the industry. So many great games coming out of here. Can you, the, can you give us an example of a oh, game sure. that came out of Georgia, like uh, a top... Yeah, yeah, there's a game called Killing Floor out of Tripwire. They're a small four-person studio. There are 75 people up in Roswell, exactly. High-res studios has Smite and Paladins. Cartoon Network has dozens. Adult Swim has dozens of these wonderful games coming out here. Clutter is this great little indie game that's popped up and is now on his 10th version by a small company called Puzzles by Joe's. A small little company, now just this great series of puzzle games. My own Noble Armada shipped last year. I've been doing games for a long time. Remember the Fading Suns. A lot of licensed projects, Star Trek projects, and so forth. We're still developing games. It's just great seeing them pop up uh, around this entire region. Now, one of the things my son and I love doing when we watch films is wait until we get to the end of the credits to look for that peach. So that we're like, okay, that film. So on the gaming side, do they are they required to do the same thing? Is you don't even have to wait for the credits. It shows up when you're loading the game. You see it every single yeah, you'll time see you the load peach. the game. You don't have to sit through the credits. It is okay. there every time you load it. So you and your son play a game, I don't know, a few times a week. So that ends up being a couple hundred times a year. You're seeing that credit a couple hundred times and, instead yeah. of maybe once at the end of the movie. Yeah. And you go to the website, most of them will have that up on their website as well, especially for the web-based games. Yeah. It's up in their stores on Steam and so forth. I guess the wow. only difference is with the film, if we see that peach at the end, you know what we end up doing? We go back and watch the film again to see <laughs> where is, can we tell where that is. Exactly. It's, it's kind of amazing because so much of society today is digital viewing, you know, uh, gaming is now cross-platform. Absolutely. Um, it's kind of on the verge, blowing up, I would say, in, a great, right. in a great way. Um, and so when you, how long have you been with the DeKalb uh, Commission? We started this about three years ago. So okay. I, I, I Do reached you see out to the commissioners, saw that we needed this. We were missing out on the film production. At that point, the commission comes into existence, and it's just been phenomenal. Now Literally thousands of people in DeKalb County living there now who make their living in the industry. Do you see? Do you see it growing? You know, immensely, or do you see other states trying to replicate this and catching up? How do you play defense to protect what we've created? Yes, to all of that. So other states are very directly targeting 
Georgia, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania made it uh, head-on competition, uh, especially uh, last year when the um, uh, heartbeat bill passed. They were definitely saying, come to, come to New Jersey, come to Pennsylvania, and they're doing it. Well, Joker ended up being filmed in New Jersey. No because, idea. Because of that. No idea. No, no idea. idea. It. It was, that was already. But now it hasn't. Has it couldn't have been. It had to already be in the pipeline. They were already targeting what we were doing. But um, hasn't that been put to bed? I mean, that heartbeat stuff. Sure. I mean, sure, they, sure. they. They. The judges said, you know, that's not. You know, you're not going to go forward with that. It's on hold. It's on so hold. So who knows what's going to happen when it actually? But you think if that trial. passes, that's going to directly? Because I know a lot of articles have come out saying, oh, you know, that's going to take Georgia away from being the number one spot. Well, here's the other part of the equation, is that there's so much production going on around the world right now. Georgia is still going to have amazing amounts of production no matter what, just because there's so much more. Amazon, Apple, Netflix, all of these players who didn't exist in this space five years ago yeah. are now Making doing more production than the classic content studios king. we know about. Yeah. So there's just a tremendous, and they all need homes. And right now, Georgia not only, it has a tax credit, the major part. It's going to keep us getting the best stuff. But we also have all these skilled people, all these facilities, all, and all the ancillary businesses. And, and let's not forget, we got one of the busiest airports busiest in the country. Airports. That doesn't mean we can't mess it up. If the tax credit were gone, yeah. uh, that alone, everyone then would be in Pennsylvania. Uh, what a good Jersey, so, so, so let's say... You know, I'm, I'm a guy grew up playing land parties, Halo, you know, uh, getting to a point in my life where I may be interested in alternative investments, maybe investing into a tax credit. Can you explain and, you know, water it down to somebody who may not know anything on how it can benefit me? Yeah. There's something I'm interested in supporting. So a lot of these uh, tax credits from the film industry have ended up in the hands of Georgians because these Georgians will end up using it if that production company can't utilize the credit itself. So they will sell these. And there are uh, tax credit companies, uh, Aprio, who will handle this for their clients. There are brokers who will specifically uh, do this. Monarch is an example of that one. But so they sell them at a discount to what discount. the credit is. So you will end Aprio up buying, is a tax firm, regional right. tax firm here. That's right. And they've been very active in this area. And you'll end up spending uh, 90 cents on the dollar for it and you'll get that 10% break on your taxes. For a lot of people it's even more important however because if they're having some sort of financial issues where they're having to file their taxes late, suddenly you're getting penalties. On the other hand, this tax credit suddenly means you don't owe taxes period and you avoid whatever crazy penalty you might have gotten yourself stuck into. So there are a lot of advantages to using uh, the credit other than um, the financial discount it gives you. And I know it's helped a lot of people with planning their finances mm -hmm. and handling out their, uh, their state arrangements accordingly. There's also the opportunity to invest in companies that generate the tax credit. So this has been, in my mind, one of the biggest pluses of the game industry tax credit. And it has given investors who don't know this space and investors aren't going to invest in a space they don't understand. It suddenly gives them a reason to invest in game development so they can generate that credit. And we've seen investors come in for that reason and bring about some pretty good companies and some pretty good games as a result. Bottom line there, um, you need to talk to your financial, your friendly <laughs> financial planner, financial advisor, maybe even just talk to Van about that. They can best guide you because it is a more advanced strategy that not somebody on TurboTax could probably... Yeah, and if you're using TurboTax, you probably don't. You're not stuck in one of those weird situations where suddenly this becomes a life. I want to go back to what you said a second ago about the number of jobs that's brought to the area. I've read reports that some of those 
numbers might not be accurate and how we really tell whether those are. I'm not sure if the naysayers who don't like this and say, oh, it's overinflated or correct. I, I think there are jobs, but can you talk a little bit more about, you know, how what the commission is doing to understand how many jobs it's really bringing to the area? Absolutely. So there are the direct tax credit jobs, the jobs where a person was paid and the tax credit was generated based off that person getting paid. Mm -hmm. So you can set that up as that direct tax credit spend. So for instance, in the game industry, we had about 39 million in direct spend to tax credit projects. And most of that is payroll. In the game industry, that's almost everything they were doing is paying people. Mm -hmm. uh, on the other hand, that doesn't cover everything that didn't get applied in there. So I can say these jobs were tax credit jobs and we see that they're from the tax credit. But then because the game industry has exploded, we have literally a few thousand more jobs that aren't even mentioned that are directly in the game industry, but aren't being applied to tax credits. And then you have all the other people who are making money because of the tax credit, voice actors, motion capture artists, the people who are selling software, some consultants who will come in and troubleshoot uh, your security or whatever, pen testers, etc. And that's the indirect area. So you've got direct tax credit, you've got direct game industry, and then you've got all those indirects. So the argument has been over how should we be calculating this, what should we be basing it all upon. So for the game industry, we've gone for the whole direct game industry spend, not limiting it to what's been applied just to the tax credit, because the tax credit has stimulated a lot more business than is currently applying for it. Um, so for us, we can show the several thousand people directly. Here are the people who are making their living in the game industry. And that's not even including all those folks on the gambling side I talked about. Right. We've got members who are uh, loving that, but we don't include them in our numbers as well. So that's what the fight is about. Where do you directly count it? And uh, there was a Georgia Tech study that recently came out that seems to be the good middle ground between them and, uh, and gives a really good look at, uh, at the industry, the impact it has both economically and on jobs specifically. Now, before we get to our break here in a second, um, one of the other things I believe the DeKalb Entertainment Commission does is has like a, a database of locations, right? So like if I had a house or a piece of property, I could come to y'all and say, hey, you know, I'm willing to let someone film on my property and y'all keep a list that you, that the film companies come to. Is that, am that, I accurate on that? That's absolutely correct. I'm amazed you haven't put this giant podcast facility into the database. Look, this is a football field, at least. <laughs> I mean, student stadium seating. Oh, and yeah. Here. This would be a perfect uh, filming location. But that's exactly right. What we've done is put together this database. People can get listed on it. It's on the decabentertainment.com website and check that out. Unfortunately, by the time this airs, we'll have just done our session. Uh, March 15th at the Atlanta Science Fiction and Fantasy Expo, we'll be doing a presentation on how to not only get listed, but what appeals to the location scouts. And we'll have location scouts on the Black Lightning TV show there talking about how they work with individuals, get homes ready, what they look for, what brings them in, what turns them off, all those sorts of things, all the hidden secrets that really make it successful. So great pictures are the starting point, and then we work with you to, to try and get listed, have it up there. And, the and like, what could someone, I mean, how much are you talking about they could make? If, if, if I was to rent out my house, uh, I mean, what would I you, make? You, it depends for how long, yeah. what kind of shot, and how much freedom you can do it. If it's your house, you don't want to be gone for too long. 
So you're not going to be making $100,000? On the other hand, we work with places like Collinwald and the rec centers. I just talked to... I was going to say local the, pools, maybe. Exactly. Just talked to a guy who ran Eric, the Tucker we gotta Rec get, Center. we got to get Huntley Hills Pool yes. in on this deal. Tucker yeah. Rec Center in one year pulled in $300,000 in rental fees from films. Wow. So I uh, know Collinwald has done a half million in some years. So it's, uh, it, it can be very lucrative, and it's been a big plus for... Uh, for the region. In fact, one of the things I love looking at is that all these productions need to hire police and firefighters off-duty to work on their site. We, oh, yeah. Our calculation is this almost a million-dollar raise to police and fire separately, each one, in individual years. That's how much they're getting. And that's money that we're not having to pay out of our taxes. We suddenly have much better paid police, yeah. much better paid fire, and it's a great reason to keep them here. All right. Wow. Well, we are up to the point where we need to take a short commercial break. When we come back, we're going to play our ever-fun game, Can You Ace It? We'll be back right after these messages. Looking for an affordable, functional, and creative space to work? Check out 3411 Coworking in downtown Chambly. They have flexible month-to-month office space options that include fiber internet, meeting rooms, printing, coffee, snacks, and networking events. 3411 Coworking is the perfect place for entrepreneurs, remote workers, and small business owners looking for a one-stop shop for your professional needs. Stop by for a tour Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and see how 3411 Coworking can work for you. Welcome back to Between Two Trains. We come to you on the 1st and the 15th of every month. We are talking with Andrew Greenberg from the DeKalb Entertainment Commission. And Eric is going to lead our Can You Ace It segment brought to you by the Shambly Ace Hardware. Brian Fisk and his staff do such a great job at Shambly Plaza bringing you all that you need. So, Eric. What we got going? Can you ace it? Oh, I know. Ace is another one making a lot of money off the ta- off of oh, the yeah. film industry because Just all the productions are going there buying equipment. I know the they, Ace by Me does fabulous business when they need a the, when they need a screw or something to exactly. Go. So are you trying to say we people in entertainment have a screw loose? <laughs> <laughs> I like you, Andrew. <laughs> All right, let's go for our game, though. All right, question number one. What is the highest grossing film that was either partially or wholly made in Georgia? Either A, The Blind Side, B, Avengers Endgame, or C, The Hunger Games Mockingjay? Ooh, did Mockingjay do better than The Avengers? That's a good question. Let's what about see. the blind side? You're going to just throw that one out? <laughs> <laughs> you completely... They, ready for it? Blind side, I mean. Was that they, they, uh, the blind side won an award, though, didn't they? Didn't they win an Oscar or something? No? Uh, Sandra Bullock wins an she award every time I see her. All right, so what's so here's some of the fun stats I love to talk about. So I, I live in Tucker, as I mentioned. Can you imagine having ever heard in your life that Superfly and Shaft were shot in Tucker? Would, would you have ever imagined that? But yeah, they, parts, they, parts of those were shot in Tucker. Tucker's Tucker. had a number of uh, Academy Award winners. I, Tanya had parts shot in Tucker. Documentaries shot in there. A number of Golden Globe uh, nominees have come out. Of it. That's in a city that's been around for, what, three, four years now. Yeah, right. Suddenly has had more Academy Awards than come, cities come. 10 to 100 times its size. Jeez. That's so. awesome. And the idea that uh, the Atlanta City Hall building has been the United Nations and pretty much every other government building, and that the uh, that uh, the High Museum was the uh, uh, was the London Museum for uh, for Black Panther. Black Panther. Yeah. yeah, I'll go ahead and say Avengers. Okay, you are ding, correct. Ding, ding, that ding, is ding, correct. Ding, ding, ding. Now the great thing. I want to say it was over eight hundred. 
something. Pavilion Chameleon. Yeah, it was a lot. One of the fun things, though, about uh, Hunger Games is going into the Marriott downtown for Dragon Con and seeing all the people reenacting the ride up in the elevators, because the elevators in the Marriott were the ones they used in the Hunger Games. So seeing the Hunger Games fans in costume right. going up the elevators at Dragon Con. Reenacting. Exactly. Whether they mean to or not, sometimes they'll be. All right, so we've, got, one <laughs> we've gotten one right. We need one more of the next two. I need my ace. Uh, you need your ace know, gift card. Ace, all right, question number two. What was the first film ever shot in Georgia? Either A, Gone with the Wind, B, Deliverance, or C, Forrest Gump? It wasn't Charlie Chaplin, Does Atlanta? No, Does Waycross. That would be good. <laughs> I don't even want to know what that movie's about. Well, the funny thing is that uh, <laughs> Disney uh, obviously had a production studio down in Florida and there were some of their animators that, like, who would live up in the Waycross area or have homes up in Waycross and then go down uh, to the, the studio to actually work really? during the they're week. Commuting, they're commuting. They, they're essentially doing... Migrant uh, workers. <laughs> that's right. All of those migrant animators yeah. running across the border. From Waycross. Uh, huh? Pulling down through the swamps to get on down there. Um, so uh, they might have drawn a few stills. So it wasn't shot here, but some, some stuff could have been right, drawn right, here right. before... Uh, I've got to get one wrong. I can't. I can't go straight for deliverance and have two out of three. That ruins the entire tension. If <laughs> you want to get one wrong, just to give the, the audience a build up. Oh, man, I gotta go for Burt Reynolds. How can you not go for Burt Reynolds? Let's ding, skip ding, this ding, one. Ding, 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 Let's say I missed that. And, uh, and so was, uh, wah, wah, wah. Charlie Charlie Chaplin does Macon. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin does Macon. Oh my goodness! All right. Deliverance was 1973. A lot of people think it was Gone with the Wind, but Gone with the Wind was not filmed in Georgia at all. There was no part of Gone with the Wind filmed in Georgia. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. yeah, and everyone talks about the grand opening being here, but it already had its grand opening in the. Uh, right. This was just the yeah. uh, one that got all the. Burt Reynolds and Deliverance, and Burt was a big Georgia guy. You know, he loved the state and. In fact, uh, my, my alma mater, Georgia Southern, when they hey, started a football cool. program, they needed uniforms because they didn't have enough money. To, and Bert, being a football guy, donated Man. the school their first set of football uniforms. Now we really miss them because Georgia Southern also has a great esports team. We could have had Bert really? supporting them as well. Yeah, they've been involved for a so schools will put together oh man I run my, the Georgia Esports League I run is for colleges we've got 18 Georgia colleges with programs who are already part of this holy area. cow We've given away twenty thousand dollars in scholarships to students for competing. All right, now I think I am going to tell Theo <laughs> he can play the video game. So he says, "Dad, I need to play the video game so I can win big money." So, that quick so there's scholarship. There's opportunities. a lot of scholarship opportunities now. It's growing. Oh, yeah. One of the fascinating, like GSU has give scholarships, SCAD gives scholarships for esports. Uh, one of the fascinating things I've seen is that the schools are getting into this not for the publicity, though that helps. But it's really because esports competitors are the rising freshmen that they want. They're tech savvy, they're passionate about what they do, and most importantly, they're used to working in teams, which apparently is one of those skills that they consider uh, a loss when they're having to teach at the college level. Yeah. And these kids come in already understanding it. Well, it's interesting because, like you said before, it's not just the kid playing the game, it's all those other jobs that revolve around. The esports, the the guy filming, the guy audio, you know, and so maybe those kids get a scholarship playing video games, but then they end up with a degree as an audio engineer. That's exactly right. And the smart kids already do all of these 
when they're in their teens. Because, I mean, even if they're not supposed to be streaming without parents' permission before they're 13, there no, are. They, do. They, do. they have their YouTube channels. They're yeah, doing great yeah. work. Mine Some has of a the, YouTube channel, and he's done the streaming, yeah. We've got this do. one kid in the N2 Esports League, Brody. He's got this wonderful little esports, uh, or this wonderful little YouTube channel he's put together with dancing, with singing, with game playing, all kinds of great stuff. It's the perfect... Yeah storm of uh, content creation that is a YouTuber and you have to have all those skills in yourself and then you can focus on one or another but you've got the basics down before you're even in college. You can be a full media production company before you're in college. That's awesome. Yeah. Alright, what's our third question? Alright, last question. Uh, the state of Georgia issued more than $800 million in tax credits to film productions in 2018. The Department of Economic Development reports that the film industry had how much of an impact on the state's economy? Either A, $900 million, B, $2.9 billion, or C, $9.5 billion. Let's go with, uh, for 2018. 2018. 2018. All right, well, let's go for B. B? And the, uh, yep. Yeah. actually C, yeah, is, what, is what they're reporting. And that's Excellent. why... That's why I asked that question before, because there are some questions about... I think you're going to see a change numbers. in the multiplier that has yeah, been Yeah, that was what I was reading, that they maybe have used the wrong multiplier. Well, it's not wrong. It was what was... When they started doing the program, it was applicable. And that, but we're talking about over a decade ago now. And some industry standards have changed. But if you want to compare from year to year, you have to keep using the same multiplier unless you're suddenly going to go back and change, change all the numbers you've been saying. Yeah. Right. And that right. looks yeah. even creepier. Yeah. So the, you told us you did this exactly. in, in 2010, and you really didn't. So they came in with what was a very legitimate multiplier, and they started doing it, and just kept maintaining that same one year after year. So it's been a legitimate way to do it. I think we might see a restatement. But either way, how big is that? Nine point. Even if you went for B, how big is that? Yeah, that's yeah, a lot. I mean, you know, these are billions. Yeah. I mean, billions of dollars. For an industry we would otherwise not have at all. Yeah, 20 years ago wasn't here. Not here at all. Well, regardless, you did win the gift card from Ace. I have been delivered to Ace. You, you have been delivered. <laughs> I will go avenge go, my power tools. Go, go meet <laughs> Brian Fisk at the Chambly Ace Hardware yeah, and uh, tell him we sent you. And so... Uh, we are almost at the end of our time, but um, Eric, you, know, you got any parting questions for Andrew? Yeah, I would say, you know, if you're curious to learn more about, you know, what the state does, um, you know, get on an email list, go to the website Absolutely. to learn about current events. What, what is that website? DeKalbEntertainment.com is okay. uh, one for the commission. The Georgia Game Developers Association is GGDA, Georgia Game Developers Association, GGDA.org. That's also where you find more information about the Georgia Esports League. N2 Esports is the letter N, the number two, esports.com. You can find me on most social media as HDI Andrew because my company is Holistic Design Incorporated. So on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, etc., I'll be HDI Andrew. And uh, yeah, lots of great opportunities in the state. Lots of I've got one more question before we go. So DeKalb County obviously is a pretty large county. We've got a lot of little municipalities. How does the DeKalb Entertainment Commission interact with 
say, Shambly or Brookhaven or Dunwoody? I mean, is there interaction between There's a lot of the interaction. Cities and I wish that we would see this on the municipality, uh, county level more often. We actually handle the permitting for most of the municipalities, as well as for unincorporated DeKalb County. While we only generate the revenue from the unincorporated DeKalb, we are generating revenue for Shambly, Tucker, etc. Because the city says, hey, we don't want to have an employee that we pay for to do all this so we're just going to have the well, commission it's not do just it that. it's that the commission has this expertise and has taken us from about six productions around the county we started this to i don't know 50 plus now and doing is there any issues with okay one city has certain rules over the other or the city say hey we're going to adopt what you that is what we've been trying to standardize and for the most part have succeeded and that really keep, helps keep the locations people here when they know what the ground rules are they keep coming back and that's been the big strength of the commission these location folks just want to keep doing business here because we've made it so easy and so understandable for them it might not be their most film friendly rules but it's the ones they can understand work with and will always be consistently applied and that makes a huge difference to them well Andrew thank you so much for coming on the show we really appreciate it. it's exciting stuff I think there's probably a lot more we could have talked about but we are at the end of our time so to our listeners thank you for listening in and tuning in and stay tuned we've got some great guests coming up next month as well as I'm going to uh, Eric I'm going to tease this now uh oh we may have another podcast coming to the area. So that's just a little tease. If you've listened, if you have stayed tuned this far, 30 minutes into the show, then uh, here's your little tease that there may be another podcast coming you down the pipe You know that into fighting games. You're going to have a whole Mortal Kombat Hypopolis <laughs> podcast. Oh, I do actually have. I got, See, I, can, I have more questions for him. Can you tell us before you leave what is a current possible film that's being done right now that we might see six uh, nine months do you is are you allowed to give away no no you no, can't no. say oh this I'm is trying going to think on. who's announced publicly that they're doing all right well we won't put you on the spot uh, so obviously there are a lot of marvel titles that have sure. been announced so marvel loves georgia huh marvel loves georgia absolutely we are a superheroic state well andrew again thanks for coming on the show and um thanks everyone for listening